0: Happy Friday and welcome to another edition of Track Snacks presented by Hayward Magic. We are now less than 90 days away from the World Championships taking place in Eugene, Oregon. For those of you who are tuning in to Track Snacks for the very first time, the goal of this bonus episode every week is to share the story of an athlete that we're really excited about at the moment who we may be seeing compete at the World Athletics Outdoor Championships in July. Usually, it's me and another member of the Sidious Mag team, but for this one, I'm riding solo because it's a special treat, a special snack, if you will. As I mentioned, this show is presented by Hayward Magic. I love track and field if you're listening to this, and there's a good chance that you love track and field as well. So we've got some big plans for the upcoming season and none bigger than what we've got planned for Eugene, Oregon. It's the summer of Hayward. It has three major stops. I'm getting on a plane from New York City and heading all the way out to Eugene for these things. That's how much I love it, and I hope you do as well because first up, we've got the Nike Prefontaine Classic where we're going to see the athlete that I'm talking about in this episode in action Teams are also on the line with the USATF Championship 10K races that will be held to select the three men and the three women that will be competing at the World Championships in July. Sandwich in between the Pre-Classic and Worlds will be the US Championships in late June. And we're going to be there for every competitive moment at Hayward Field. In fact, at Hayward Magic is gearing up for the action happening this season. They want you to see how you're preparing for the summer as well. Whether it's high school, whether it's college, or whether it's professional, show us how you're preparing by sharing your training process on Instagram using hashtag make it to Hayward in the description. At Hayward Magic, we'll select and feature the gutsiest posts to their feed Who knows, maybe the best submissions just might be compiled into a reel of story highlights and live on Hayward Magic forever. So we will see you at Hayward. We'll be there looking to create some memorable moments of our own with some pre and post meet interviews, analysis, and behind the scenes storytelling with some of track and field's most interesting athletes. So for today's snack, I hope you're in the mood for some Italian because I want to share a bit about why we should be excited about Marcel Jacobs. So for a lot of people in the mainstream sports audience, the 100 meters is the event that they tune into for the Olympics. So last summer, when an Italian sprinter comes out of nowhere and makes history by winning a 9.80, it came as a surprise not just to the mainstream sports world, but to a lot of track and field junkies like myself who were left scratching their heads asking themselves, who is this guy? So before winning not just one but two Olympic gold medals at the Tokyo Summer Games, we have to go all the way back to 1994 in El Paso, Texas, where Lamont Marcel Jacobs was born to an Italian mother and an African-American father. He spent very little time in Texas because his parents took baby Marcel— all the way to Italy, and his father was transferred to South Korea by the U.S. Army shortly thereafter. And baby Marcel didn't get to talk to him much, and a lot of this came out last year when his mom spoke in an Italian news outlet called Correa della Sera, And the story got even more traction in places like NBC and the Today Show when there was just a slight connection that the world's fastest man was born in the U.S. However... He's very much Italian, and you'll soon see why. Bene, Bene, campione I'm going to hit pause in that personal story and we'll come back to it in a bit because another reason why Marcel wasn't too familiar to a lot of us in America last year was because from 2012 to 2019, he was still long jumping. In fact, all of his social media handles on Instagram and on Twitter are at crazy long jumper. So he hasn't let that go quite yet. His personal best of 795 was set in 2016 and he actually jumped 807 indoors in 2017. As for the 100, he didn't break 10 seconds from 2014 up until 2021. The first sign of promise in the short sprints actually came last winter when he was running PR after PR in the 60-meter dash indoors. He went on to win the European Indoor Championship and broke the European record in 6.47. While there were so many races happening in the United States last year that captivated a lot of our attention, he was mostly racing and training in europe during the spring and early summer and headed to the tokyo olympics with a personal best of 9.95 so what happened in tokyo first round he wins his heat in a personal best of 9.94 okay semi-final he runs a european record of 9.84 oh man this man means business and then in the final he runs the best race of his life and becomes the first 100-meter Olympic champion not named Usain Bolt since 2008. Just wow. Took so many of us by surprise. Then four days later, he runs in the 4x1. One day after that, Italy is your 4x100-meter Olympic gold medal winning team. And you're left wondering, what is happening? So how did he do it? In interviews afterwards, Jacobs credits the extra year from the pandemic as a major opportunity for him to train and solely focus on the 100 meters. He dropped the jumps and went all in on the short sprints. Sometime within the past few years, you may have also seen a video of a man running on a track behind a car with this weird contraption made to block the wind. That's Marcel, and he's training into this aerodynamic shield that's made to reduce air resistance, and he's going all out and trying to simulate optimal race conditions. It's really weird and funky, and you could actually look up the clip online. In it, his coach actually goes on to say that he thinks Jacobs can run 9.4. The world record is 9.58 by Usain Bolt set in 2009. So now let's not get ahead of ourselves with some world record talk. It's very easy to fall into that trap. The fastest that anyone has gone recently is Christian Coleman and Trayvon Brumell running 9.76. Coleman ran that when he won the 2019 world championship gold medal in Doha. And Brumell ran that at altitude in Nairobi last year. And as we all know, sprinters actually run faster at altitude, unlike many of us distance runners. So, Marcel has some incredible top-end speed, and we've seen that race after race, so I'm particularly excited to see him when he runs his first 200 since 2018, actually very soon. He posted about it on Instagram this week, and he showed that last year was no fluke when he ran 6.41 to break his own European record in the 60 meters and beat Christian Coleman in a really highly anticipated showdown at the World Indoor Championships. This past week, the race organizer for the pre-classic announced that we're going to be getting a rematch of that and also a rematch of the Olympic final with three of the medalists from last year coming back and going head-to-head. That's Marcel Jacobs, the Olympic gold medalist. That's silver medalist Fred Curley of the United States. That's bronze medalist Andre de of Canada. Now you add in Christian Coleman, you add in Noel Lyles, mix in Marvin Bracey who just took bronze at the World Indoors in the 60, give me a little bit of Kenny Bandarik and Ronnie Baker who also made the US Olympic team, mama mia, it's must watch TV, it's must watch in the stadium if you can hashtag make it A word. So let me bring it all back to what I was talking about before. What's family got to do with it? What's love got to do with it? Marcel Jacobs went years without connecting with his father, but when he hired a mental coach for his running, that coach also encouraged him to find his father and establish a relationship with him. Because here's what he told ESPN last year. The first thing my mental coach told me was that if I wanted to run faster, I had to begin a relationship with my father that I never had. And this was a difficult path for me because I had not met him, I had not known him, or talked to him in many years. Reconnecting with him gave me the desire, the speed, that something more that helped me being here and win the Olympics. So a little extra focus on the sprints and a reconnection with family went a long way in the build-up to one of the biggest surprises of last year's Olympics. So after the pre-classic announcement, I actually was hit up with a chance to speak with the one and only Marcel Jacobs. For someone born in Texas, I thought he'd have a little bit of English with him with a nice Texas accent. Nope, I was wrong. He's very Italian, and luckily I had the help of a very nice interpreter. So I present to you guys now for a special edition of Track Snacks, a brief chat with the world's fastest man. Here is Marcel Jacobs. All right, Marcel. So this is super exciting to see the lineup for the hundred at the pre-classic. I mean, the average time for the personal best of these guys is nine, eight, four, absolutely stacked. So I guess it's, it's rare that we get to see the best sprinters go head to head outside of major championship for you to be part of this field. I guess, how, how important is that for you? I guess to, to see the best in the world, go head to head before a championship.
1: Assolutamente. Io credo di essere la persona più felice a questo mondo per partecipare a questo evento. L'ho sempre seguito in tv, quindi farne parte ed essere uno dei protagonisti significa veramente tanto. Tanta strada che è stata percorsa per arrivare fino a questo momento. Eh, Sarà una gara veramente tosta, potrebbe essere già un campionato del mondo. Eh, Ci sono tutti veramente i migliori velocisti in circolazione e farne parte mi rende veramente orgoglioso di quello che è stato il percorso la I think
2: I'm probably the happiest person in the world to be part of this event. Um, I've always watched it on TV. Um, it's part of the very long road that I have been on um, to get to where I am right now. The Prefontaine might as well be part of the World Championship. It's just at such a high level. The best in the world will be competing. And honestly, I am just so, so excited to be a part of it. It's just, it's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity.
0: Marcel, people are taking sides. There's Team Marcel, there's Team Fred, there's Team Christian. If you were speaking directly to the fans, why should they be on Team Marcel? Marcel?
1: Beh, innanzitutto potrebbe essere perché siamo i campioni olimpici in carica e quindi potrebbe essere una buona motivazione per poterci tifare perché veniamo dall'altra parte del mondo e quindi ci teniamo veramente tanto a questo meeting e arrivare lì nel migliore dei modi per provare la pista quindi siamo un po' gli estranei del gruppo e magari potrebbe esserci una bella sorpresa e sostanzialmente perché siamo quelli che Eh, forse fino all'anno scorso ci si aspettava meno che potessimo arrivare ma abbiamo un po' sorpreso tutti e quindi il nostro obiettivo è continuare a sorprendere e vogliamo sorprendere anche chi ci tifa e chi ci guarda
2: because we, the team, were the Olympic champions. We will have traveled halfway around the world to get there. We're also getting there as outsiders. Uh, a year ago today, nobody would have guessed that we would be the defending champions. And by we, I, I know we're talking about the whole team because it's a whole team effort. Um, we're also there to try the track. We don't know the track. And I think we've surprised everyone in terms of where we are now compared to where we were a year ago.
0: Marcelo, I've seen this said so many times about the reason everyone explains why you're so good is because you don't make any mistakes during the race. What what does that mean?
1: Beh, vuol dire che ci sono stati tantissimi anni in cui commettevo solo ed esclusivamente errori ed è quello che poi mi ha ha portato e mi ha insegnato a cercare di di farla il meno possibile. Siamo riusciti ad adattare una tecnica di corsa alle mie caratteristiche, ed è questo che mi permette di essere così de contratto e, e correre bene, perché comunque quello che mi esce naturale. Quindi non abbiamo fatto un grandissimo, cioè non abbiamo stravolto il mondo, abbiamo semplicemente adattato la tecnica di corsa alle mie capacità e soprattutto abbiamo dovuto sbagliare tanto per per arrivare a correre bene.
2: What it really means is that before there were a lot of mistakes. Over the years, the, the, the past years have been full of mistakes. What that means is that I learned, I've learned i learned to make very few. Uh, we worked on our technique. Um, we worked a lot to create a technique that was based on exactly what my capabilities are and what I needed to do. That is why I am where I am. Uh, my technique is based on my capabilities.
0: One, one last thing kind of Marcel, I want to touch on is just the mental side of things and how strong you showed you were last year. There were two sides of it that were were super cool to see one with working with the mental performance coach. He gave you the confidence that the 100 is your event. And two, you reestablished like the relationship with your father. That's personal. That's also like the performance side of things. You saw a big benefit now that you did that last year. How do you work on the mental side this year?
1: Sì, è vero. Eh, l'anno scorso ci siamo focalizzati un po' su ri- rimettere equilibrio nella mia vita generale a livello sia emotivo che a livello personale, familiare, di gare. Eh, quest'anno forse il lavoro sarà ancora più complicato perché quando arrivi al top devi cercare di rimanerci il più possibile, e devi cercare di rimanere concentrato su quello che è la tua strada, su quello che sono i tuoi sogni, su quello che è, quello che sono i tuoi obiettivi che ti poni all'inizio dell'anno. Il nostro obiettivo che ci siamo posti con la mental coach quest'anno è stato quello di fare la tripletta, ovvero riuscire a conquistare i campionati del mondo indoor, quelli all'aperto e i campionati europei che ci saranno ad agosto e quindi questo è quello che mi sprona in questo momento a, a lavorare. Sicuramente bisogna comunque tenere sempre attivo il lavoro che si faceva prima, mantenere i rapporti nel migliore dei modi e rimanere concentrato su quello che In sprint.
2: Um, Yes, it's true. Uh, Last year, um, there was a lot of concentration on maintaining a balance, on reaching an equilibrium in terms of my my balance, uh, that balance between family and competition. This year, maybe it's more difficult. Uh, Certainly, it's different. I have to concentrate on um, other issues because this year I'm competing at the top. I am the top. So maybe the um, concentration is working on my dream, on getting to what I wear, I, on obtaining my dreams and my goals. Um, with my mental coach, um, we're working on a, on a triple achievement this year. That would be the indoor championship, which uh, we've done, the outdoor championship, and then the European championship, which will be in August. So definitely this, this triple series is what we'll be working on um, in terms of mental toughness and then sure i mean we have to i have to keep my um readiness at its best um i have to really concentrate on sprinting that's what this year is going to be about
0: perfect well thank you marcel i thought i was going to get a texas accent today but uh (laughs) no (laughs) not this time around no No. (laughs) perfect i'll see you in eugene that does it for track snacks this week share your own journey to the pre-classic with hashtag make it a Hayward and you'll have a chance to get shared by Hayward
2: magic on Instagram. See you next Friday.